Welcome to the Minute 8 Gang Podcast, episode 388. I am Steve Borsch, and I am on with Tim Elliott. Happy New Year. And Father Time, Phil Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are you are you baby new year steve yeah, yeah there we go the image of you nah, i just wear the diapers <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to hear you're not down in the well phil yes i am yeah, uh, no I'm kidding at, at home so you know it's, it's, it's that wonderful week between christmas and new year's where nothing ever gets done oh i love it so, um so does buzzfeed give you three days or four days off uh four days so Friday through Monday, yes, nice. Both both for Christmas and New Year's. So. Excellent. Cool. Of course that won't, of course that won't happen next year because of the, the way the days fall out. But hey, you know, enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Take it while you can get it. Right. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a big it's a big show today. Today is our annual. Our, today will be our annual uh, prediction show, um, and we'll of course review the predictions that we made last to year. see how correct we were how wrong we were <laughs> and, uh and then we'll make predictions for 2017 and uh, you know once again you can please don't uh, buy or sell stock based on our picks that's right so, yeah, and as a hint, after we review last year yikes and as a hint phil will remain the glass half empty guy so. <laughs> but hey let's start off with some great minnesota stories we just have a few. right i was kind of i was kind of negative now they're like <laughs> That's why I said it. Sorry about that. um, uh, Our pals at Target, you know, they have that Silicon Valley-based tech showroom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they shut it down, but just temporarily. Oh, okay. Because the it's called Open House, and it's done really well. In fact, they they stocked the tile, you know, that little uh, square that you can put on things, and you can then follow them around and keep track of things including your mm-hmm. pet. Um, and um, they rolled that out in the main target stores based on the success at this open house uh, concept. Well, they're, they're shutting it down because they're uh, going to revamp a little bit, but they're also going to add something called the garage, which is a retail space for early stage products that will preview 16 new items every month. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I read think that that's is brilliant. Read that is expensive products. So, Oh, I, no, I, I think it, I think I, it used to be called the Kickstarter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Kickstarter is sort of done. But I think yeah. that they'll harvest Indiegogo and Kickstarter and other kinds of products like that, and uh, and showcase them. Does the current uh, store look an awful lot like an Apple Store ripoff? Kind they of. have a picture here. Oh, it does a little bit. But you know what? That, that's the thing. That's the one thing that's not mentioned in this uh, in this article is that they're actually going to redo the whole thing in Wicker. So be, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. And burlap nice. on the seats. So it, won't, it won't be confused with an Apple store. <laughs> there you go. I think it's a smart idea. I think it's a great concept. I think it's a great idea. And Target tends to try to be a little bit leading edge, keep things talking about tech. Yep. You know, whether they sell a lot or not, it's a good PR move. So. Yep. I agree. Have you been uh, to the uh, the what their open house uh, deal at Ridgedale? No, no. Steve, Wait, where's that? They have a, apparently. A, well, in the story later down in the story, it talks about that they're they have a little piece in their um, st- uh, store in Ridgedale. Well, good no, for them. I've not seen that. I've got to go up there. Yeah. So we'll have to go over there and check Road it out. Road trip. Yeah. Road trip. Come on. It's Road our day trip. Out. Well, you're close. You're closest, Steve. So our day out. I want to hear about go. it next time. 
<laughs> Incredible. Uh, what else has happened locally uh, before we get to our massive predictions? Well, there's uh, a hey, South, South get River. Upanor up is uh, Upanor is getting into the yeah. uh, uh, the smart water technology. So. Well, and the and the smart there part about their play here is that they uh, connected with Belkin, you know the the accessories manufacturer mm-hmm. who you know has a lot of things like the Wemo switch and some other connected home products and um their uh uh, uh, uh water sensing devices can be attached to main water lines so they can measure water flow and things like that and so you know it's going to be interesting maybe maybe belkin's trying to move more into um some of the fundamental sorts of uh analysis for the connect- connected home it'll be interesting to see if they you know, have something to connect to the electrical meter, for example. Well, yeah, that, that's that's where really IoT makes the most sense to me is to save you money. Yeah, to yes. give you stats uh, on your usage of electricity and water and yeah. other things that you consume. Correct. Not, not when your refrigerator needs milk or or something. Like right. That. Right. So, right. Or turning uh, lights on and off, which is kind of cool, but it's not it's not compelling. I, I find this interesting. This 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 collaboration between Upanor and Belkin and Finn, uh, which is their their joint venture, um, in the light of uh, the local Kickstarter campaign that we had for a water meter sensor uh, here. And I'm sorry, I'm uh, you know uh, Josh uh, and Colin um, Calvert, uh, no, Colin Herdman. Uh, Sorry, I'm getting names wrong, but they had that water meter Kickstarter. Remember, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yep. I'm wondering if, uh, again, my apologies, guys, for forgetting everybody's names. Uh, but <laughs> um, that's interesting. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what what does this put that particular um, you know, project, you know, what does this do to that project? And, you know, now, I, know. Now, oh, I think there's so now much. It beca- now it yeah. becomes competition and, um, you know, which is which is. Not only a you know a challenge to a small startup, but also uh, affirmation that they had the right ideas. So, well, and but uh, there's and so much opportunity in IoT, and it's um, um, I mean it's you know the baby's still in the womb as far as IoT is concerned. Um, it's still growing, and it hasn't really been born. Well, I mean maybe we could argue it has been born, and it's you know two days into its external life cycle. <laughs> But uh, there's a, there's a lot of room to grow. There's a lot of opportunity, and there's going to be multiple water sensor companies. I mean, right now, Smart Things offers a little water sensor that you can, for example, put up by your washer and dryer, and it'll send you a text message if there's water leakage. It's, it's the, um, isn't that more their humidity detect, detector sort of thing? No, it actually detects water itself. Oh, okay, there's water on the floor, and um, um. And there are several other companies in the water sensor market, uh, both for connected home and for commercial applications. You know, if you if you have a convenience store and it's two in the morning and a compressor breaks or a pipe bursts uh, in your convenience store, wouldn't it be nice if you got notified immediately so you could get get over there and turn the water off? So your washing machine still works. Yeah, that's right. I got you. Yeah. So, so that that device you're talking about, Phil, is called Fluid. They raised over a hundred thousand dollars a year ago, October, and they still haven't delivered. They're still on track Uh, for making this thing. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. That I know for sure. 
So I think that uh, like many of those uh, projects, I think there's some rebooting going on, but I think, uh, I think, yes, they're very much definitely on track for doing that. So, yeah. Okay. So sorry. I, I wandered on that. And uh, was I right with Josh and Colin on that, uh, Tim? Um, I haven't read down into okay. the uh, thing yet. I just found it. Okay. Anyway. So uh, what else? Um, well, another startup, uh, total expert, um, uh, got 35% of a vote uh, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal's third annual Most Promising Minnesota Startup Poll. So click on the, there's a link down at the bottom of the story that goes to the poll. Aside from Bright Health, I have not heard from any, about any of these other st- uh, companies. Right. Well, I have a Centera, um, but okay. equal, equals three and Recombinetics. Um, yeah. Yeah, Did we have have we talked about these guys? No. Huh. Nope. Well, so, we should. Uh, but I'll put a link in the show notes too to Total Experts website so you can actually see a little bit about what they do. They're really a, a multi-channel marketing um platform uh for analysis and so on and you can align your sales, marketing and compliance in one platform and and um you know there's a there's a lot of total solutions in this space and everybody has their own spin on it uh so it'll be interesting to see you know the uptake on on total experts see where it goes it's more of an enterprise play you know mid mid level company to enterprise play mhm so it does look interesting yeah we will keep our eyes open on these guys yep yep well, it, and as it turns out, I think you found this, Tim, at the at, uh, Minnesota High Tech Association, a Indeed. link to the uh, most innovative states in America in 2016. And I can tell you, I'm probably not going to go move to Mississippi. Yeah, we're in the top. They top came 10. in 50 out of 50 states. <laughs> yeah, we're in the top 10. We're number nine. Yeah, we were number 10 last year. So, which is yeah. great. Yep. You know, it's really nice. And if you look at the Bloomberg uh, report, it's nice to see a map that's not red and blue for change. You know, it's just really nice to see yeah, a map yeah, that, yeah. that has anything anything other than politics to do with it. And it's good to see Minnesota, once again, just being a solid blue. Uh, well, we went up one, one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's so right. we were number 10 in 2015. Now we're number nine. But uh, the things that they measure for everybody listening is research and development intensity. <laughs> Um, and productivity and tech company density, how many are here? Um, the concentration on STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, um, uh, science and engineering degree holders, and patent activity. Well, that's one of the places that we used to really shine, um, especially with the healthcare startups here and, um, and the established ones, Medtronic and, and others, 3M and so on but but uh, the patent activity we only got a four um hmm. in 2016 so it doesn't seem like there was a lot of patents being yeah but at created. the same time if you if you look at massachusetts massachusetts excuse me yeah they got uh, a two they got a two and you know they're and they were number they're one rank, on the poll. they're ranked yeah. number one and their r&d intensity is a two and their productivity is a five and is it is it just because mit is there that they say okay well we have to we have to put that there. So we have, well, to be I think, innovative. I, yeah, but here's the thing, Mississippi, who was 50 out of 50 States, uh, also got a 50 on patent activity. So, hmm. so the, this must be a ranking. 
Uh, and I wasn't. Could you find Tim? Did yeah, you find be, the yeah, must uh, be a ranking? Yeah, a. Um, uh, so we were fourth in yeah. So we were fourth in ranked in. Uh, in yeah. So so patent activity. The the key down below says utility patents, patents for invention. That is granted by the state of origin per million of state population. And so yeah, it's, it's per capita. Dense, it's a population density thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, anyway, yeah, Check it is. It out. follow the link over there and take a look at it. Um, just real quick, uh, well, let's take a look at uh, at some other tech stories before we get to our predictions. Uh, looks like venture capitalists see more promise in 2017, according to the Times. Yes, they do. That's good news. Yeah, that is good news. Now, do you suppose that'll slop over into other states other than the valley? You know, California and the valley. Oh yeah, no. I think that all the boats will be will be raised next year, as, as you'll see in some of my predictions. Okay, so do we want to talk about that then? And what what causes you to make that assumption that more? Yeah, so let's talk about it when we get to that. Okay, that, that sounds good. Which is my last prediction. Okay, yep. so yep. see, there's a little yeah. tease there. Good. There's a tease. Good. There you go. Forty-four uh, percent of global smartphone and tablet activations were iOS. Down five percent year over year. This is yeah. must, Steve. You must have put this in there. I, well, I did, and and here's the one thing that you, you got to kind of dig around to find is um, Apple uh, got forty four percent of all smartphone and tablet activations um, from yes, but Samsung rocked in returns. Well, Samsung rocked in returns. But remember that um, <laughs> you know the other the other right. interesting metrics are Apple has fourteen percent of the smartphone. Uh, space they in terms of market share um 14 percent. that's yep, it yep and then over 85 percent of the profits um right. and like so that. it's it's uh it means there's that's a lot your, of cheap your, we're not making any money android phones out there um, correct that's your that's your uh low stress high yield number right there yeah 14 percent yielding 85 yeah. percent profit Jeez. yikes i know and it, well, I, obviously, it helped them too with the yeah. Samsung debacle, with yeah. Samsung Seven blowing up, the flaming Samsung phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is kind of funny too. Is is um, I don't know if you guys saw this article, but some guy uh, was on a plane and he had his uh, the Wi-Fi hotspot that he was generating from his device said Samsung Seven, yes. <laughs> and they stopped the plane and they pulled the guy off and. <laughs> Brother. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Uh, well, and then in a in a continuation, and th- this is going to be interesting. Uh, come uh, uh, Jan- the Jan- after the January um, inauguration, is uh, uh, President Elect Trump has said that you know he was he was all after Apple to release the, you know, help the FBI get into these iPhones and so on. And um, uh, now police seek Amazon echo data in, in a murder case. And, and uh, Amazon basically said, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Well, it's unclear what data they have. Yeah. That's the, that was the thing that I kind of walked away from. Amazon didn't really make it clear as to how much data they have stored. Uh, Well, that's the thing. uh, Yeah. The implication on the story and all the other stories that I've read about this particular thing is that it's an open mic and they're recording everything, which, you know, can you imagine all of these uh, echoes? Yeah, there's that's they, a lot of audio storage. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's no way in hell they're doing that. 
What's probably the case is that each time you make a request, it does store that data, that audio for a short period of time while it does the um, processing. Processing. Yeah. yeah. Then it probably just saves the text in a log, right? So it says, Alexa, you know, just read me the news, right? Right. And so it probably has a log of that kind of stuff. But having the, um, the actual, vi- you know, like audio of a murder is highly unlikely. But it's interesting that the police are looking into that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, no, the like, metadata like, could be very, very valuable. Yeah. Though, right. Well, yeah, if especially if the guy said, Alexa, you know, how do I um, throttle someone by the neck until dead? Right. And then, yeah. then there's a bunch of links. Alexa would come back and say, I don't know what you're talking about because yeah. Alexa does really poorly on that sort of uh, understanding. Sort of regular yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, we, we did give a, a, a Google Home to um, uh, to my daughter and, and son-in-law, and that is very good at doing uh, searches. Really? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's just it, it's it's like the Google Assistant that you get from your OK Google stuff, right. but it's actually improved, and uh, it's quite good. I, I'm very impressed with that. Well, I so, so, so we made a mistake buying the dot. No, I still like the dot because the dot does all the IoT stuff, which uh, yeah. Google Home does not yet. Right. Um, so I'm not I'm not that uh, upset about it. It's just uh, it. I was pleased that, uh, that from a search perspective, it's qu- quite a bit better. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, if I uh, was responsible, uh, if I was the primary liaison between the NSA and Silicon Valley companies or or tech companies overall, you were. I would be. No, if I was. <laughs> oh, if you were. I would. I would be <laughs> sitting down with uh, with Jeff Bezos, and I would say, um, "We're going to uh, present you with national security letters." And we, or I guess I'd have to be with the FBI to do it domestically. Um, but um, we're going to give you a list of targets that we want that mic open, and we want a hundred percent of all of the audio it records or it can record to be automatically siphoned into a separate container, a separate database, or a separate server um, that we have access to. I, I would I would uh, be very surprised if you're a lawbreaker slash terrorist that would have one of these things. I know. Yeah, you know why I mean? would you have one? I mean, you would have to be the stupidest uh, mob guy or you know lawbreaker <laughs> or terrorist to have an open mic. Yeah. To yeah. a company like Google, who you know probably is working with the uh, the government in some which way. Right. Right. So. Yep. <laughs> It'll be interesting if Apple comes up with one of these things this year. Um, and this could segue into our predictions, but um, presumably they would, one of their selling features uh, would be that they don't turn over any of the data, right? Since Apple is the most uh, free speech and um, protection, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Personal liberty protector of all the companies. So right. we will see. We will see. Well, let's let's jump into our predictions. We're going to do a, just a really quick recap of our 2016s, whether we hit or whether we missed, and then we'll get into our uh, 2017s. Cool. So um, let's just go through these as the laundry list. So, Phil, 
Uh, IoT uh, in 2016, I thought IoT security will be its biggest hurdle. Yep, that's yep. true. Uh, it was yeah. a pretty easy one. It was a slam dunk. Uh, more 360 video. I think you can say that, yes, we have seen more 360 yep. video. Yes. Has it become crazy nuts? No, but no. we have seen more of it. Um, Facebook. Barely. Uh, uh, yeah, really. Facebook addresses compensation for third-party content. And, yes, they did. There's a yep. link uh, that we'll put in the show notes if you guys are interested to, to a story about that. Uh, let's see. Steve gets 4K. I wasn't really sure. Did you get 4K, Steve? Nope. Shit. Ah, you were wrong. Missed it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, see, you should have missed it because I just bought a uh, uh, 60-inch or 65-inch TV um, in in November of 2015, so it's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nope. Yeah, but that's never stopped you before, for God's sake. True. uh, Code 42 will be public or be acquired. Uh, Sorry, missed that one. You missed it. Maybe 17. Okay. All right. Tim. Uh, tech press will turn against Apple while they do exactly the same thing that they've done for the past 10 years. Um, kind of. I, I would yeah, say that the kinda. tech press is more critical of Apple. Apple did not have a great year, um, although they sold a hell of a lot of iPhones. Yeah. So they're still in perfectly good shape. They, they are proceeding the way that they have. So I, I'll take a yep on that one. Okay. okay. Uh, Microsoft will become the new underdog tech company and be embraced by the tech press. I really, I kind of missed this one. Although I think that the tech press is more kind to Microsoft than they have been previously, especially with Satya Nadella's changes. So that was kind of a meh, kind of maybe. Um, the Apple Watch 2 will be a disaster and bury the smartwatch category. Well, the Apple Watch 2 may have not have been a disaster, but the smartwatch category is pretty much dead. So mm, that's a kind of a, uh, a maybe as well. Push. Have a push. Online hacking will become ubiquitous. Yeah, this is the year of the, the, the hack. Although I did uh, predict that alternative payment systems like Apple Pay would replace credit cards, and they clearly haven't done that yet. So that one part of it was a miss. And then I thought gas would get down as low as $25 a barrel. Uh, it, it got down to $29. <laughs> um, but I was right that not really much more money was invested in Minnesota startups, even though um, there was more money in the system yeah. because of the, the, the cost of energy was significantly lower. It has since recovered and it's in the 50s right now. But it got as low as 29 I was almost right about that. So like like Phil, some right, some, some wrong. wrong. Yep. Yeah, not, yeah. not bad. Well, okay. never mind. So here are mine. I'll go through these quickly. IoT for home automation will be the tech for homeowners and families. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, voice I like con- the buzzer. Voice control becomes embedded in more devices and control more things. Yes. Yep. Yep. Ding, Vir- ding. yep. Number three, virtual reality will become a top category for gadgets, yep. uh, but augmented reality might knock it out. Uh, well, it's kind of developing. A, yeah, it's developing. Uh, number four, Apple will make a big move in 2016 with its tons of cash due to its iPhone softening and getting into the car, VR, enterprise. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's no. a miss. Cybersecurity will be the most important tech in 2016. Yep. Yep. Oh, you yeah. didn't think so? Oh, wait, wait that was, no. why'd, you, why'd you buzz that? That was it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because I feel like I've still hammering the hell out of everybody I know to take cybersecurity seriously, uh, uh, you know, even updating their their phones or their tablets or computers. People just 
They just don't I do don't, it. It's like nobody... I think you got this one. I think you got this one. All right. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Yeah. And and you didn't prevent your buddy John Podesta from uh, being fished. So that's right. That's right. That was a pro- that's a problem. Okay. Oops. All right. Let's All jump right. into our 2017. Okay. And we'll each do one, and then we'll go back and we'll each do another one. Round like that robin. round robin. So Phil, oh, robin. you're on I'll first. Start, I'll start, and I'll start my. <laughs> My, my dark predictions for 2017. Wow. Yeah, I really, I'm sorry about that. Uh, maybe I'll come up with another one here before the end of the cycle. So in continued investment in the autonomous car, will we continue to be a real threat to the gig economy? Right? Okay. So yep. I, it is. Uh, that's going to, in fact, technology will continue to eliminate jobs. Contrary to what our incoming president thinks will happen, I jobs agree. will continue to eliminate, and we will need to retrain, retrain, retrain. In what, though, is the question? Well, that's the question, because, yeah. I mean, if you if you look at, for example, the, the latest uh, uh, job growth trumpet that, that uh, our incoming president sounded was this 5,000 jobs at Sprint. Well, you know, you're going to have to train a guy. If you really want to bring jobs back, you're going to have to retrain the guy that used to dig in a coal mine on how to deal with whatever the sprint technology is. Yeah. So you're going to have to retrain these people. It's not it's not as simple as, okay, we're just going to fire up a bunch of old mines or we're going to, you know, you're not going to get rid of the corporate farmer. You're not going to be able to change that. You're going to have to retrain. So. Yeah. Tim. Well, I think I think the biggest problem um, with this is not the autonomous car, but it's the autonomous truck, because the trucking industry is very inefficient. Um, and if they make that efficient and if they put out the millions of truck drivers, long haul truckers, there's an entire like economic disaster waiting to happen with all sorts of things like restaurants and gas stations and uh, motels, all sorts of stuff. It, 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 that That's the one that really scares me the most. All right. Well, can I do my number one first? So, cause it's kind of well, a no, segue off just, of this. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And, and then, then I'll do my number one after that. Okay. Which is, which is similar. It, your number two is for sure. Yeah, but my, that's okay. Right. Cause my number one is artificial intelligence is going to make a big leap in 2017. We've already seen it with, with uh, Google's, um, uh, you know, with Google Assistant. now and, and the Google Assistant and, and the, they made a quantum leap forward just in the last couple of months. It has gotten so incredibly good. I won't use anything else. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I poked around as I was coming up with my predictions, and I found on the from the the UK Mirror that that website um, that you know alongside Siri and Microsoft's Cortana, Google's Assistant, Amazon Alexa. And AI really did make big strides in 2016. Um, and then, of course, Google's AlphaGo beat the world champion of Go at his own game. And then this app Prisma that converts photos into incredibly realistic-looking paintings using AI has gotten unbelievably good. And so, um, um, you know, you know, there's a lot of fear about AI. But, boy, when you talk about technology eliminating jobs, Phil, um, it's it's the AI piece that's going to, uh, I, I think mainstream people will do the Turing test uh, without even knowing they're doing the Turing test, and they won't be able to guess that the person that they're chatting with, or the, even the, the, uh, the voice on the other end of the system that they're talking to is actually not a human. It's going to get that good. So I think mm-hmm. we're going to see a, another big leap in 2017. Okay, Tim. 
So I'll, I'll knock off two of them since my second one is directly um, okay. contrary, I think, to what you just said. Okay. But I'll, I'll, let me just say that of the three technologies that everyone's talking about, augmented reality, virtual reality, and artificial intelligence, I think AR and VR are set for a huge breakout um, uh, in, f- coming next year. And... I don't believe that VR will have as big of success as um, AR will, um, but it will carve out a solid niche in gaming. So uh, I think we're going to see a lot in augmented reality and a lot of very interesting mobile apps that will that will use that. Now, as far as artificial intelligence, I think that we will see, see continued growth, but mostly with the assistance like Siri and Alexa um, and things like these, uh, these connected speakers. Um, and it, but it won't have the same mainstream, you know, breakout thing as we saw, as we will see with uh, artificial, our augmented reality and virtual reality. Yeah. So those are my yeah. my two technologies to watch. Okay, Mr. Phil. Well, let me see here. Uh, first and foremost, I did want to. I did. I, I had lost audio there a little bit, guys, but I wanted to let you know that that um, I agree with Tim on the autonomous truck. But I think we're talking about two different economies here. I think that the autonomous car and all the research Uber is doing and all the work that Uber is doing, Uber is trying to basically eliminate the jobs that it created with with Uber itself by creating an autonomous vehicle, meaning they they don't have to pay drivers anymore. And so that's that's where the gig economy hurts. And yes, the transportation, uh, I think, is a is a bigger impact on the larger mainstream economy simply because. Uh, yeah, you are going to eliminate jobs from from over the road truckers and that sort of thing. So anyway, um, I think that I look at uh, construction and heavy equipment, big growth opportunity for the IoT sector. Um, I think that uh, we saw a lot in healthcare, we saw a lot in utilities, but I think there's probably more in construction and heavy equipment. Um, okay. Companies like Toro wiring up their machines and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't see that. How how would how would that actually work? Well, I think that, you know, for example, you know, before we we um, became part of BuzzFeed, we were working with Exocyte with a, on a project with Toro, where basically we tracked all of the data that that, you know, the runtime, the, you know, the the gas mileage, the, the even the the path by which a, a, a golf uh, course uh, lawnmower took um, is one of those things. I think there's opportunities. It, it, look at the agricultural business. I mean, the heavy equipment used in agriculture, being able to track, um, you know, the use of a tractor or a, or a combine and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Who's going to be the Uber of, of farm equipment? Cause you know, not every farmer needs all those, uh, you know, all those things all the time. They could share them. Right. Well, they could, and and a lot of times they do. I mean, you, there's you know the 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 gypsy harvester is is a long standing uh, tradition. You know, where you know just you know groups of of harvesters go from field to field to do that. So that actually exists in some way, shape, or form. So yeah. okay. okay, all right, all right, Steve. I did my second one, so you you knock off your second one. All right, my second one is net neutrality will be dealt a near death blow, um, huh. and we've seen. AT&T and Verizon both basically say to the FCC, we're not going to adhere to what you're doing. We're going to wait until um, the Trump administration takes takes office. And I think we're going to see a tremendous amount of pushback on anything the FCC has already put in place around net neutrality. And it's going to be, we can charge whatever we feel like charging, 
and we can charge anybody that we feel like charging and restrict and so forth. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be pretty ugly. Huh. So I predict some pretty interesting Supreme court cases. I sure hope I so. Pre- I predict a very interesting Supreme court. <laughs> So, yeah. to say the least, scary. All right. You know, All right. All right. Phil, what's your next one? Word. Uh, the third one? Encryption. Uh, going to come to Amazon Echo and other connected devices. I think in light of, of just the case we talked about above, and I think the, the fact that, you know, now that there's there more conversation around that, I think that um, – Amazon and uh, Google will have to say, listen, we're going to have to encrypt all of that information that we, we store. So. Okay. By the way, we're only having five apiece and you have eight. So I just indented one of yours. So why don't you right. say AI? Why don't you just mention AI? Meh. For some time? <laughs> Meh. Meh. Okay. I don't think it's going to be as all right. big. As, uh, you so know, you I, sort of agree with me. Yes, I agree with you. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Tim. So I think that uh, the smartwatch and the fitness band categories are going to merge in the next year and Apple and Fitbit will dominate. There will be very few others that will carve out any kind of uh, uh, critical mass, including Android Wear, which will have a big refresh next year, which has been already announced. So yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting. I, I, I think that you won't be able to buy a fitness band next year that won't have uh, notifications of some sort on them from your phone got it okay well uh my third is all new tvs introduced will be 4k and i already talked to a couple of people about this who said no the the cheap ones won't be 4k and my argument is the display manufacturers will only want to produce 4k displays and that'll ultimately end up driving content but not till 2018 so we're gonna see something like 6 or 8k come out then of course, I mean, are they going to continue to push the, uh, well, the resolution? Soon they'll be just performing the show right in your room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or is it going to be like HDR is going to be the next big deal? Mm, I, I, I'm not going to predict that uh, because I think 4K is, is um, uh, you know, they, they can't make a leap already because there's no saturation of 4K. So we have all HD sets now, right? So we've had them for a few years. And when I look at the 4K, so I go over to Costco and they have all these 4K. Yeah. And yes, they do look stunning. But you know what? The the HD that we currently have looks okay. Sure doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So I think it's going to be a harder sell. Now, there will be an upgrade market when things go, you know, when you know if we have an old TV that's uh, 15 years old and I expect it to go out any day now. When that goes out, will I be wanting to buy a 4K TV? Maybe, but if I can find a really good HD set to replace it that's cheaper, maybe I'll do that too. Yeah. So, but okay. I, I, I wouldn't disagree that 4K will will probably be the standard for for your reasons. Okay. Phil. All right, Phil. Uh, this is probably a little close to home for me, but increase in mid-roll ads and video, you're going to see that, that grow. YouTube and Facebook are already... Uh, using them, YouTube's using them actually quite extensively, and uh, and I think Facebook will continue to even look for ways to in- incorporate that into the live uh, product that they offer. Uh, simply, it's a it's a way to generate revenue, and all of the technology does need to generate revenue and, and sadden and sadden all the users and like sadden me. users. Yes, yeah. I think I think it's going to be. You know, I watched my son the other day. Uh, he was watching a video, and uh, you know, boom, pops up a 
uh, a commercial in the middle of it. And, you know, it's a YouTube video. So they give you that little countdown. You can skip the ad in, you know, five, four, three, two, one. And he couldn't skip it fast enough. So yeah. uh, I, I, I neglected to ask him, you know, about five minutes later, just to, I was going to ask him, yeah, do you remember what that ad was? And uh, it's, 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 it's interesting because you can see the arc of online uh, content. You can see the arc, arc is, is starting to mirror legacy media. You know, TV, when TV first began, uh, obviously there was a lot of uh, what we would consider now, uh, you know, talent read copy in the middle of, you know, they would do their, you know, you hear it all the time on podcasts where the talent or the the star of the podcast show will do an ad live. Yeah. Right. right. That was the way it was in early TV. Then yep. we moved into commercials and now we're moving into that same sort of situation. Commercials that were either sort of the front end or the back end of whatever it was that was on the, on the air at the time. Well, now we're finding commercial breaks. And so you'll see, it, it's interesting to see that arc grow. Hmm. Well, except and people are paying more money to skip commercials. So, um, uh, yeah. it was interesting to talk to my daughter, Liz, and, um, uh, you know, she pays for, uh, the, the upgraded Hulu. To, so there's no commercials. She mm -hmm. does the YouTube red, mm -hmm. um, uh, and Boy, pays for that. There's a woman dedicated to no commercials. Yeah, no, she, she says, <laughs> she, here's what was interesting is we were having a conversation about this and she said, you know, dad, it, the thing about commercials is that they interrupt the flow. Yeah. And she said, then a lot of the content that's created, you can tell that they do these pre-commercial uh, cliffhangers and then they go to commercial and they come back and then they yes. kind of recap it and then they resolve that cliffhanger and then they go on. And she said, mm -hmm. so there's like four or five of those in every show and it's just, it's not needed and it really bugs me. So I just, you know, don't, you know, any, so she pays, she pays money. Well, again, you, you got to look at the, the, it's 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 important to the content providers and the, the sellers that sell that content to understand that the goose is golden. Yes, yeah. but you can easily kill it. So yeah. you have to be careful. Yep. That. Yep. So, and there's anyway, a lot of fraud. I, there was a story I, that I, I flipped yeah. into our flipboard this week that I, I didn't think we would have enough time to talk about in depth. That talks about all the click fraud that that there is in Silicon Valley startups. Well, the interesting. So I think that's yeah, another the, issue. The the interesting thing is though that unlike mainstream and legacy media, we can get instant feedback. So we know, or, or, you know, the content provider should know when that concept of um, generating revenue starts to impact actual content um, use. Yeah. So we should be able to react to it faster. So. Hmm. Okay. Tim. So my, my fourth one is that I think we're going to see the peak of social networks like Facebook and, and Twitter in 2017, and we'll start to see signs of its decline. Um, there will be a lot of discussion about what comes afterward, and but I don't think there's going to be any kind of um, a real replacement in sight, but uh, it'll be something like a Snapchat or maybe a new take on mobile messaging that will be the new social network um, that will kind of take over. I think the, the whole fake news deal that's going on currently with Facebook, it will be its demise because for them to, to, and for Twitter to really kind of be the censor for free speech um, will cause people not to use them. Did you find it? Did you, did you, you saw the, the, the recent story about Jack Dorsey and um, the, the, he, he feels he responded in a tweet that there is the need for some sort of edit 
on a, on a, a tweet. Uh, did you see that article or that that story? No, the last couple no, of days, I did not. Uh, it, you know, basically him commenting that yes, there he he sees a place for um, some sort of edit on Twitter. And by and edit, he means he, he means, means censorship. Uh, meaning no, by meaning that you can edit your tweet uh, for right. a, a period of time after you. Yeah, just like you can do on Facebook, a Facebook right. post, right. Uh, Google Google Plus post, you can edit those after you've. And of course, them out. that also opens up the possibility. If you can edit, then there's a you're, you're going to get a hacker that can hack your account and they can edit. And right. So all of a sudden, the tweets that you may be putting out will become in question because they could be modified. So, yeah, well, I, I spent a lot of time on Reddit and there's a yeah. lot going on there right now with censorship, which is very troubling. Yes. So um, I, I think this is going to come to a head. I think I don't think that we're going to see social networks um, start to decline, but we're going to I think the peak is going to be next year. Interesting. OK, well, um, you already talked about augmented reality and virtual reality, but I think uh, like you, augmented reality will be the buzz in 2017. And it's going to definitely surpass VR. And I think people are going to want to wear VR goggles when they're gaming and that's it. And so, yeah, yeah. And so there, ha- there hasn't been really anything that that's been that uh, immersive otherwise. Yeah. Than than gaming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Phil. So, uh, okay. So the, the my last, uh, uh, prediction, I sort of combined two for you, but on the local side, uh, T3, which is a, a building in the North loop is going to be the hot property for growing tech firms. It's uh, where Amazon is moving into. It's a very cool building. T3 is, uh, what is it? Timber tech and transit or something like that. So, um, quick access to light rail, uh, a warm, sort of wood environment. Um, so I think that's going to be a big, and then uh, sports tech is going to continue to prosper in Minnesota and specifically in Northeast. I think that highlight building where sport engine is and the pitches, I think will continue to be sort of a hub for sports tech. Cool. Probably not, you know, not great, not, not, you know, life shattering uh, predictions, but I think that's, that's yeah, yeah. a safe bet. So my last one is also turning to the Minnesota tech scene, and I see employment increasing and becoming very competitive here um, as the general U.S. economy improves with the new administration being more pro-business. And finally, some of us older workers may have some new job opportunities in the, in the market. There you go. Just because of the scarcity. The scarcity. Exactly. Cool. cool. So hi- hire an old person. <laughs> if, you're, if you're hiring okay what and by old mean? i mean someone someone over 50 <laughs> someone over 45 for god's sake yeah <laughs> that's true yeah so my See? last prediction is 5g the the we're on 4g lte right now and 5g will finally get a standard in 2017 because there isn't one uh that's global and so there's just you know r&d going on why, why mobile companies are trying to figure out uh, the optimal way to implement 5G. So when it gets a standard in 2017, that means that the investments will start to accelerate. And for everyone listening, if you don't know the difference between 4G, LTE, and 5G, uh, 4G is um, 5 to 12 megabits per second download and, and 2, to, 2 to 5 upload. And completely unattainable in rural Kansas. Go on. Of, of course, of course. <laughs> But 5G is 100 megabits per second in metro areas. Um, And so it's going to be 
substantially faster. We don't know what the mobile companies will allow for an upload speed, but it'll probably be, you know, 10 to 15 megabits per second, um, uh, which will still be faster. But um, it's going to be, I I mean, there's even discussion with the mobile companies now about whether they're going to be able to roll out um, home broadband where people can actually use this mobile network instead of broadband if they have good access. And um, so it's going to be going to be. Oh, and the the other thing about 5G, which is huge, is you'll be able to have more users per channel, meaning more per tower. And um, I haven't been able to see exactly what the number is on um, on the number of users, but I've heard, you know, 5X to 10X um, of the number of users. So it's much more cost effective for the mobile companies as well. So that's my last one. Got to have a standard first, though, before anybody invests. Okay, one last one last production. Beef up your Deadpool picks, people. Yeah, more of our stars. Our stars. When I say our stars, I mean those stars that that really mattered to people in you know that were growing up in the seventies uh, to early eighties. Brace yourself because more people are going to be dying. So, yeah. yes, and I predict uh, that at some point all of them will. But hey, that's uh, just me. I just thought I'm that. just saying. Yeah. I think it's. I think we're. You know, as <laughs> You know, people like Rock Hudson and, and people like that have, you know, uh, kind of fade in importance to, you know, uh, the boomer Gen X generation. Yeah. You know, when you start getting into, you know, the the, the people that were part of the movies in the music scene of the 70s, then that, that has a much greater impact. And especially the 80s. I mean, as a as a boomer slash gen xer i can tell you that the, the death of a, a prince or a carrie fisher that has a big impact so yeah it does but can you imagine when uh you know people like bob dylan and yeah yeah the, the exactly. rolling stones members start to uh, Paul yeah, that's, yeah. That, that will be a big yeah that yeah. will be that's huge big. Yeah. that's big hopefully none of them will will be going on uh soon not so, yet might be a time to that's a real downer though phil come update on. your Jeez, deadpool really? yeah, oh, i think okay. i think there's money that's to be downer. made there's money to be made in your deadpool there's uh, money so let's to be made let's talk about right. something uplifting like the cool thing <laughs> of the week okay All right, phil and we're, hit it hit it why me why do i always start okay we'll start with me because but, you're uh, at the top of the list that's i upload yeah that's right i love up uh i picked up uh, i think we talked last time we gathered together two weeks ago i talked about picking up a uh um, um, uh, MacBook Air, uh, 2015, early 2015 model. As we sort of turn over, right? You got you got a deal on that. Got a deal on it, and uh, thank right. you to the fight folks at BuzzFeed Tech. But also, um, you know, I decided, you know, I was going to upgrade it. You know, I, I blanked the disc and decided to upgrade to Sierra right away. So I went through terminal and built a boot disc for Sierra um, that uh, took for to load and. <laughs> we lost Phil again. Phil, just a minute. Phil can you hear me now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, we can hear you now. Okay, so pick sorry, it back man. up. It's a shitty USB. I'm sorry. Uh, it's I'm not touching anything. It's just falling out of the back of my monitor. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So uh, I was going to say. So what I did was, uh, you know, it, it took forever to get through. It didn't work, so I went back and downloaded a piece of software called Disk Creator. It worked flawlessly. Really? Sweet. That's a yeah. nice little, it's a free so piece of software. So that's to make a, 
Free piece of That's software. to make a USB boot disk so boot you can disk, uh, yes. put yep. put Sierra on it and then boot from that yep. and yep. install. And, and then go. also install from there. Yes, exactly. So nice. Right. Yeah, nice. it, worked. it worked out very well. Right. So I was very impressed. So mine is one of my um, uh, Christmas presents this year. It's called the iGrill Mini, and it's IoT that I can get behind. It's the <laughs> Internet of Temperature. It's basically a temperature probe that connects via Bluetooth to your smartphone and a, and a mobile app. And it tells you uh, what the temperature of whatever you're cooking is. And I used it on our standing rib roast, which came out flawlessly. Flawless. Flawlessly. It's a I, bit spendy at $65, but it was on sale before the holidays. So nice. it was a much more reasonable and uh, it's much appreciated. And I will use it a lot. Is, uh, one of the work, problems does it work with, on your outdoor grill? I mean, the, yeah, it does. That's one of the problems with the traditional probe. And I've gone through many probes. Um, the probes themselves do not survive most grilling episodes. Yeah. Right. Right. So it this gets too probe, hot. Yeah. Yes. It just melts it. So this probe is, is, uh, you know, apparently is, is okay to, to go there it looks much more much better it's uh it's like a metal mesh thing over the over the uh the wire so uh, i have not used it on the um the grill yet i've only used it in the oven and it worked perfectly so interesting that the uh english packaging is 67 dollars on amazon prime right now but the french english packaging is 129.89 so you got to pay extra for for the french french that's right interesting yeah, I think it was like twenty five or thirty dollars uh, before Christmas. Okay. Very so, nice, cool. I like that. Anywho. That's cool. I'd rather yeah, just cool. eat eat my pork raw and get sick. But anyway, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, beef roast, beef roast. Okay. So and mine, it's rare. we have to cook it rare. Mine, I discovered because I got so upset at Thanksgiving that I was trying to. I, I use this little app on my Mac called Airfoil, which allows me to stream to multiple devices like it. Apple TVs and computers in the house. I can use the Airfoil satellite on an iOS device, and I can even stream to my iOS devices, and it'll come out the speakers. Um, and so it's very cool because I can have music downstairs. We have a table down there, um, and I can have music in the in the family room and then in the dining room. Uh, and and even though I've got speakers wired, um, it's kind of a poor man's Sonos. So I had the Mac, uh, uh, the Apple Airport Express, that little one that has a 3.5 millimeter jack in it, going into a, a pair of speakers, uh, a subwoofer and a pair of speakers for the dining room, and it syncs the airfoil, syncs the audio perfectly. But here's the kicker: I get a new router, get a new Linksys AC 1900, and Apple's implementation of the wireless distribution means now that the Airport Express keeps dropping the connection. And I got so upset, I started looking for options. Well, our pals at Costco sell something called the uh, Vizio SmartCast home audio products. There's a, uh, a single speaker that's actually rechargeable and also a uh, bigger one, a pro one with a subwoofer in it, which is my preference. Um, and it works flawlessly with airfoil. And so I stream Pandora from my computer through Airfoil to the house. And uh, I looked at a comparable Sonos system. If I were to set up Sonos, and it'd be about 2000 bucks for me to wow. do what I do now with this you know, $30 Airfoil app and these uh, 
these speakers. So I'm going to buy a couple more of these as time goes on here. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll be able to fill the whole house with uh, with uh, audio. Well, because yeah, this is a good you'll be, listen, you'll be able to listen to polka anywhere you want now at the Borscht That's house. right. Well, but, you know, I stream, right. I stream Pandora from the Apple TV in the family room. And that's fine. But I wanted to have it going through the house. And I just I just couldn't pull it off. And now I can. So, that's so these cool Vizio thing. speakers are smart cast enabled. Or, uh, the Google uh, Chromecast cast. version. They're, they're yeah. Google Chromecast enabled, which means you can get a Chromecast audio and and the Google software will automatically also sync all of them together. That's correct. Right. Yep. Wow. Yep. So, so that's yeah, another I, option. Well, I, but, I have a Chromecast audio. I use it all the time. It, it works great. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, the Vizio app kind of sucks. Um, and, um, that's why I still, still do it. But I mean, if you want to, you can stream to multiple devices through your iOS or your Android device. Yeah, mm-hmm. You could just so. use Google home to do the streaming though. And it will sync it all together Yeah, to do your poorer man Sonos. Yeah. But isn't this, is, I mean, these are cool. It is I think great. this is going to give, give I Sonos. I like the design of them. They, they yeah. And it's nice. going to give Sonos a run for their money. Anyway. I believe you're correct. So that's my cool thing. All right. Cool thing. Upcoming. Uh, I don't think there's anything new on the upcoming events. We've, we talked about nope. SportsCon and MiniHack and DevFest. So yep. that's all coming ahead. And multiple yeah. cities are set for the 10th of January. So, um, but, you know, I bet you after the holidays, there'll be more things happening in tech. And we'll talk about them next week on the Minivate Gang Podcast. Have a happy new year, everybody. Take care. Happy new year. Every day, every day I had a blue When you see me worry, baby, because I hate to lose Yeah, nobody loves me, nobody seems to care Yeah, nobody loves me, nobody seems to care Six of bad luck and trouble, no, I had a my share. Yeah, gonna pass my suitcase now, hook down on the line. Yeah, gonna pass my suitcase, move on down the line. Ain't nobody worried, and there ain't nobody crying.
Yeah, nobody loves me. Nobody needs you care. Yeah, nobody loves me. Nobody needs you care. If it's about luck and trouble, no, I had a much yeah. Gonna pass my suitcase now. Look down on the line. Yes, gonna pass my suitcase. Look on down the line. Ain't nobody worried, and there ain't nobody crying. Thank mm-hmm. you.